And so this week, wait, wait, wait. How, is it? how was your your week, bro? It was good, man. It was good. This this week was this week was lit. Like so much went on this week, bro. We had so much to talk about. We, we do. We got it's a lot. a lot to talk about. A yeah. lot has happened this past weekend, pretty yeah. much. We're going to try to compact it for you guys because, yeah, um, if you don't know what's going on this week, we're going to get y'all hip. Facts. We're going to get y'all hip for real. So, what's, um, what's today again? Today is <laughs> Columbus No, we're not going to acknowledge that guy. So, in honor of that nigga. <laughs> the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. This this is Chad's office. So in in honor of that day, Chad, this is now my office. I discovered it. <laughs> so thank you and welcome to Top Hill. Welcome to my office. It's like no. Happy Indigenous People's Day. Yeah, that's a long word. I was like, what? What's indigenous mean? And then I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I like how that came about. I don't know who decided to do that or mm-hmm. who did it first or what state did it first. I know D.C. just made it official. It's official. Right? Yeah, D.C. made it official. Um, a couple other states made it official. And it's so it's really necessary, man, because you got somebody who we learned about in school talking about how this person discovered America. The nigga never even made it here. You know, he got lost. Um, if y'all didn't know, uh, that guy uh, came over here. Um, that he, guy. Yeah, I'm not going to even acknowledge his name. So. <laughs> um, he came over here. He actually went to the islands of the Bahamas. He met the native people there. And they were trying to look for gold. And they believed that the people there had gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so he realized how rich and wealthy these people were. And, you know, they fed him. They treated him like, you know, like any kind of guest would. You know, they were real nice, genuine people. They had plenty of food, plenty of stuff. It was like, hey, you know, welcome. Cool. So he goes back to Europe, gets a fleet of people, comes back and slaughters all of them. Kills everybody on the island. Women, children, um, kills everybody. And the reason why I know that's a fact, because he wrote it down in his fucking diary. <laughs> that's how savage the nigga was. Like, so you can't deny it's a primary source. He told you himself what he did. You know what I mean? So we, we acknowledge that person long enough. And to, to turn it around to the people who actually already lived here to celebrate them is, is dope. I hate the goodness topic, but it's kind of scary because <clears throat> I remember learning about him in fourth grade. Yeah. And it's just like, man, what else Paul State was teaching us? <laughs> but that's a different topic for another podcast. Yeah. Bro. But, you know, just, just do the necessary research, research. guys. Yeah, like, not everything that they tell you is going to be facts, and we, we learned that um, because they fucked up with the internet. Like, the information is there, you know what I mean? So just look it up yourself and you'll find it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but to get back into the episode, Top Hill, episode three, um, you ready to talk about these albums, bro? Bro, I'm ready. So, uh, to recap last week, um, I picked Akon's El Negrito for uh, Top Album. And I picked Summer Walker, and I forgot the name of her album already. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. And she's supposed to be top out. You can't even remember the album. Hey, the album is great, but I just don't remember the names like it. that. It's, it's called Over It. Over okay, it. yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she did a dope um little. I think it was like an interview. I don't know what they call it. Ariana okay. Lennox. 
You know, I when I first reviewed that album, I was I wasn't really feeling it. I gave it another listen. Um, it, it's a good album. It is a good album. I can see why people enjoy it so much. But <laughs> this is a new week with new music, and um, we we got <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. So let's start off with the albums that dropped this week. We have Young Boy Never Broke again. I think. Um, we have Little TJ, and we have DC's own Baller. So, Mr. Visionaire, um, did you have a chance to listen to Young Boy? Yes, I listened to Young Boy. I listened to it only once. Hmm. I ain't really dive back into it. Okay. Um, it's what you expect from NBA Young Boy. Um, I would say I uh, love the rawness. This is, it's not NBA Young Boys, it's Young Boy Never Broke Again. Oh, uh, that's his name? Yeah, Young Boy Never uh, Broke Again. Excuse me, um, Never Broke Again, Young Boy. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey man, these titles are Yeah, good. that's a long ass up. name, but anyway. I don't feel that. Yeah, it's. Us. The is like it, but. I guess. It's what I expect. Um, I'm not a fan, as you can see, I got his name wrong, but. I just I do love his um, rawness. Okay. I feel like he's coming from a real place. Like a lot of rappers, I can't say that for a lot of rappers, but with him, it's like yeah, he really came from what he's talking about in all his rap. So I do appreciate that about him. But other than that, I mean, it's the same old, same old thing. Okay. That's all I gotta say about it. Yeah, I, I gave it a listen, and I'm gonna be honest. I tried, y'all. <laughs> I really did. Like I I really tried, and like I got halfway through, I was just like, I can't do it no more. Really? But people fuck with that album, dog, and they fuck with the and they fuck with the songs off of there, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I have to listen to it. Again. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's doing it's doing decent numbers and stuff like that. Um, I know that he has a track on there called "I'm So Lonely" that people fuck with, something like that. Um, Carter again, something like that. But I, I just I don't know. His music doesn't resonate with me for whatever reason. Like maybe I should try it again, but honestly, I off that first listen, it didn't impress me at all. And it's probably because of the other albums that dropped. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, like Lil TJ. Um, Lil TJ's album. What was the album called? Lil TJ's album was called. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm real or something. Um, the reason why I messed with that album so much is because sonically it just sounded. It sounded really good. He's 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 one of those young niggas who's a storyteller. Is it true to myself? True to myself. Thank you. Um, I could press play, and he he had me from track one to the very end. Um, he had two bonus feature uh, tracks at the end, where he had a little Dirk feature and he had a little Wayne the Legend feature. Oh, he's young. Yeah, he's young. He's he's real young. Three years ago. 15-year-old little T. Dang. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a youngin' for real. But, I'm not hip. And, and his talent, like his album, um, his album that he talks about, talks about his new fame. I mean, he just got famous. Okay. You know what I mean? He just started making music. And the way how he was able to tell his story so clearly, like as if um, you was in the back of the car with him. Okay. You know what I mean? That That's what made me ride ride with his album so well and then it was sonically good like it was pleasing to the ears um 
one one of the first lines off of one of his first songs he talked about how people try to compare him to to Boogie uh, with the hoodie well, because his sound is very similar to it but you know he's like this is just how I talk this is how I rap he's not trying to bite nobody he's from New York right he's from New York I, I think I don't know where he's from actually no yeah little TJ yes I'm sorry yeah he's from New York so yeah so I mean you're gonna have people that you're gonna sound like and stuff like that but do things that's gonna separate. Um, yourself. When I first listened to him, I honestly I didn't hear um, Boogie, but now that he said it, I was like, oh okay, yeah. Now I now I hear why he he um, he thinks that. So yeah, I listened to a little bit. Does he he sings as well, right? Is that him singing? That's him singing. So he has yeah. melody. You know right. what I mean? He he's one of those people that can it, carry melody. It sounds music. good. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to listen to Lil TJ, if you know him from like just some of his songs that are out, um, it's a good listen. It, it definitely is a good lesson. But, I don't know if it's going to be top hill for me today. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Because there's another gentleman that came out. Oh, yeah. What, what, what's his name? If y'all don't know, Imani has been a fan since day one. And I know this because, of course, we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. But since the beginning, since his first mixtape, mm-hmm. And if y'all don't know, we talk about Wale. Uh, what was this person they say? A hundred miles running? Uh, paint a picture. And then paint was a picture. There we go. Then it was a hundred miles running. Right, yeah. But a hundred mile run was so hard, bro. DC so you're, you're pretty much biased, bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Okay, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna talk my shit, and as Wale should, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Wale, regardless of you know, he's from he's from DC. Um, or Maryland for for the you know the, the super the super <laughs> specific people out there. It's the um, same thing. Okay, what y'all say? Go ahead and DM me, Maryland, DC, same thing. DMV, whatever you want to call. It. I know some people are like, no, I'm from DC. DC can't it's carry the same thing, bro. thing by itself. Anyway, okay. So before we get into that, let's just get into the music. While they dropped an album called Wow, that's crazy. And wow, was that shit crazy. <laughs> um, that's a six studio album. Um, people were paying attention to this album in particular mm-hmm. because of his last album, Shine, didn't do well sales-wise. He still had platinum records on that album, like my PYT. Mm-hmm. So um, there was some music on there that, that did numbers. It was great for radio. While it kills... The really? urban, yeah, the urban radio is his shit. He makes it his bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. So that, <laughs> that's that's what makes Wale stay relevant. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. Because no matter what people say, people respect and know that he can spit. You know what I mean. But it's like there's something that makes people not want to fuck with him, and it could be his personality or whatever. But I'm just listening to the music that he's putting out, and this album. If you don't like this album, I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't because <laughs> the first song, Sue Me, mm-hmm. that shit touched my soul. That's a great intro. Man, what I tell you, I got I got the chills more when I heard this when man, Sue Me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And I feel that in my soul. Like the background vocals, the beat, the the lyrics, the everything just fucking I needed to hear that. You know what I mean? And one thing that Ice Cube um, said, shout out to the legendary Ice Cube. He said that if your first track on your album 
doesn't grab your attention, mm-hmm. what's the point? You know what I mean? It's not going to be as great as an album that it can be. Like, you don't want to start your album off soft. You know what I mean? And so I, I always paid attention to That's that. That's a good point. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I feel like, obviously, me and you are album lovers. That's why we're doing this whole Top Hill podcast in the first place, because we listen to albums from start to finish. Some people don't give a fuck about albums. Mm-hmm. They like a song. You know what I mean? I like this song, I like that song. Cool, but the album part is that you could tell a story, a cohesive story. That really, to me, proves your talent. Uh, Ice Cube is right. My bad for cutting no, you off. but Ice Cube is right, because every album that I'm thinking about right now has had a good intro. Exactly. <laughs> so you made a good point. Exactly. Finish what you were saying. Because it's, it's, you're too busy trying to think like, oh, what's my favorite song of that album? Let me just pick that and let it go. Right. No, you should be like, this is my favorite album. Press play. Right. And you know what I mean? And let it ride out. Um, so, um, he said that he told that to Kendrick, and that's where Kendrick said it in the interview, and that's why when you hear Kendrick's music, I mean, when you hear Damn, you know, when you have that Fox News interview, and then it's like, I got, I got, you got my attention, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he, he came hard with that DNA track to open up, um, but yeah, the same thing. We got the best for- intros, though, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I'm thinking about that. Drake has some amazing intros. And I'm thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing was the same album. Mm-hmm. Right? It was just a six minute. Tuscan Leather. Tuscan Leather was a hard. And intro. then that, uh, I don't know if it was a mixtape or an album. If you read this, it's too late. Legend. Legendary. Bruh, that you know, song, I Legend, know. that's one of my favorite Drake Me songs. Me too. I know yeah. that joint, line for line, bruh. But mm-hmm. I think Drake got it. Pretty much all that's a good question. We're gonna have to dig into that one. <laughs> who has the best intro? If y'all if comment, y'all tell us who you think has the best um intros. Um I think that's what separates great artists from okay artists. Cause like you said, you started mentioning Drake mm-hmm. and Kendrick. You know what I mean? Cole, his 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 albums is the same way. When I hear intro to um twenty fourteen Force Hill Drive, it may not be like as hype as you want, but it's 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 mesmerizing, you know. Do you wanna? Do you wanna be? You know, what I mean, it don't it it sets the it's tone. Like, it's like you opening a book. Yeah, it sets page. the tone for the whole <laughs> album, and then and that way you know what you're about to get yourself into. Mm-hmm. And even that born that born Cinder Jonesville. See, we about to, we could go on for days, y'all, for for these people. That's but crazy intros, bro. But but that just tells me we're talking about the greatest intros. Why? Because this song sue me. By Wale is one of those type of intros mm. that that makes you think about like, God damn nigga, what was you on when you when you heard this and you decided that you wanted to this what you wanted to open up your album. Yeah, I think another thing too is like it shows the artists pay attention, mm-hmm. really pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's important. That's why I love albums so much because I feel like that's what separates you from a lot of artists because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of artists cannot make great albums even from the start. So for artists like you said, Kendrick, Drake, and Cole to be able to pick out a song mm-hmm. to start out with says yeah. a lot. It's just like, man, they really pay attention. Right. To, so I agree, bro. Yeah, man. Um, and then the album just keeps getting better. Um, <laughs> the next don't love and loyalty. Yeah, let me pull up the track list. Okay, love and loyalty. That's a vibe. It's fire. Expectations with black. It's a vibe. It's fire. Um, <laughs> um, now let me pick out my favorite. Go ahead. What's your What's your favorite? While I'm looking this up. Um, I I think I have two. 
two that really stick out to me the most, and it's it's gonna be the intro to me. Okay. And then I really love routine. Um, routine, you know, he tried to surprise us with the features, right? When you when you looked at the uh, track list early, routine didn't show any um, features on it. And then when you hear it, you hear fucking Meek Mill just going the fuck off. Meek Mill, um, Meek Mill killed that shit. And then Wale, Wale knew what that song was. You know what I mean? Respectful Wale for always putting Meek Mill on his album. Yeah. Even when they be beefing and stuff. They're they're brothers. You know what I mean? They're going to go back and forth. But Meek Mill will return the favor. So it's all good though. (laughs) Yeah. But this is the thing. That song is hard as fuck. Um, And I like, Wale has always given you a diverse album. Like a lot of people think that he just makes music for bitches and like slow music and stuff like that. Mm. He always gives you like some shit. Like that that verse in in routine is a hard ass verse. Like he he made sure that he put a fucking his fucking footprint in that song. Because if he did it and his verse didn't go as hard as it did, that's a Meek Mill track featuring Wale and Rick Ross. But because Wale's verse was so hard, it's like, okay, this is still Wale's album. You know what I mean? Like he he made sure that that it it was no disconnect there. Got to, but well, you what about you, bro? I like track nine, "Love Me Nina" slash yeah. "Semi Automatic." Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great song. Um, another one, "Love" featuring Bryson Taylor. L-O-P, I think that was a great that, feature. That, that. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. That's a great feature. Yeah, those two are my favorite, bro. Um. My one of my favorite producers uh, produced "Love and Royalty," the second track featuring Mango. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sango. If y'all know, if y'all never heard of Sango, like he's super dope. Um, he produced like a lot of stuff. Okay. For um, Xavier Omar, of course, Wale, um, Go Link, um, just some. I'm, I'm trying to think who else. That's all I could think about for right now, but yeah, man. Um, you got any other favorites? No, and, and this is a oh yeah, I do have another one. Black Girl Magic. Um, that joint was a fucking two step. Black Girl Magic. BGM. Oh yeah. Someone yeah, like yeah. you yeah. to the yeah that joint. Um, he's he's uh, obviously paying homage to. You that know, was a single, right? Yeah, that was a single. That was like one of his recent singles. Um, he's paying homage, obviously, to you know black women in his life, and regardless if you are a black woman or not, um, you know I when I listen to that song, you know all of us have you know a mother, a grandmother, a sister, a auntie, you know what I mean, and that song just you know reminds you about how great those women are mm-hmm. and how strong and how powerful they are too, and. Um, and it's, it's celebrating them as they should be celebrated because, you know, oftentimes they're not. And right now, I feel like it's their year. You know what I mean? Yeah, Wale definitely, uh, I love how you celebrate women in general. Like, mm-hmm. That's his gift. Yeah. I feel like that's his gift. His calling to right. 
really yeah. celebrate them and really highlight great qualities of women. Whether they fuck with it or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's like, he, he knows. Black Bonnie is a, another one. Black Bonnie is fire. Yeah. That's that's technically a bonus track that he threw on there. Yeah. But Black Bonnie, Black is Gold. Black is Gold is a tough track too. Oh, but yeah, remember that. Man, like that shit should have really went off. Like if y'all. Even the video was. The video was great. Man. It was great. It was really great. Uh, Wally makes great music. Um, and I think another thing too that he arguably, bruh, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but what other rapper do you know can collab with R&B artists as well as him? I don't know that many. I mean, he's Drake. Like, Drake makes R&B music on his own. That's the difference. I'm talking about Wale can collab. That's just a rapper. Yeah, he can collab with an R&B artist like Usher. With the matrimony, with Jeremiah, with this John, and um, um, his last um, John Ambition. Um, That's a good point. He has he has a lot of good music with R and B artists, women and um, and guys. That this that genre, like his music, complements them really well. Miguel is another good one that he does a lot of collabs with. Um, it's funny that you said that because <clears throat> it makes me um, think about because you were saying earlier. Why people don't really mess with him? Mm-hmm. Not from we're not talking about him as a person, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's let's you know put that aside. But him as an artist, and I feel like a lot of people, at least right now, um, they don't like that R and B rap combination like it was back in the early two thousands. Because I feel mm-hmm. like what like you said, Wale does a great job doing it now. But mm-hmm. it seemed like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed like. People are just really on trap music, hard. The hard you gotta be the hardest rapper. If not, we're not listening to you. Right. I think that's why a lot of people like in our area, they go towards morally to shot Glizzy, cause he talks that hard stuff. Right. And Wale's poetic. Mm-hmm. He's lyrical. He throws in R and B, and a lot of people. I'm gonna say a lot of black young men, they just like, nah, this ain't cool. Mm-hmm. It's not cool to do that. Like, mm-hmm. if it's not cool, then they're not gonna listen to it. That's that's just how I feel about it. The crazy thing is, and I think it's, it's probably because, you know, I listen to a lot of his music and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. he jumps on other tracks. He, he jumps on hard tracks. Yeah. But the majority of his music, when you listen to his albums, the radio play music is going to be the don't feature in the R&B artists. True. Yeah. So that that's what played on radio. Yeah. And, and, and then the streets don't really play radio like that. They're listening right. to, them, like I said, them hard track type Right. Movies. The mixtapes and shit. And right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's Wale's Wild That's Crazy. Um, anything else about that album that stood out to you? Um, great work on the um, cover art. Oh yeah. Yeah, this girl that I follow, I'm not gonna mention her name, but she got me hip to the um where the inspiration came from. Dang, I forgot the artist's name already, but Wale got the inspiration from a um he's a black artist. Mm-hmm. He's a um painter. He's well known actually. I can't I'm mad I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. But that's where he got his inf- inspiration from, so yeah, uh, big ups for that cover art. Yeah, that album, it's a deeper meaning to it. That album cover is super hard. Um, like, I, I seen the interview that he had with Breakfast Club and, mm-hmm. and Hot 97, bro. And, um, you know, he talked about how, you know, you can tell he's in a different space now. You know what I mean? Because Wale, obviously, 
he was a high head. He was, he, you know, he was real sensitive about how people critiqued him. And, you know, he's, he's been dealing with a lot of mental health issues. Um, and he tried not to bring it up. You know, he didn't want to be that guy who's like, you know, come off as, you know, the mental health guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he was really close with Mac Miller. You know what I mean? Um, he, he's seen Nipsey before, you know, he died. Um, you know, he's been dealing with the fact that he came out the same time the kids got and Drake did. He was on the same GQ cover with them. And then he's seen their careers go a certain way. Then he's seen um, J. Cole and Kendrick come up. You know, J. Cole used to open up for Wale, who opened up for Jay-Z during um, Jay-Z's Blueprint 3 tour. And so then now you see Wale, you know, it seems like J. Cole and Kendrick kind of surpassed him again. And it's like, he's a very interesting artist. And Jay-Z said it himself in The Breakfast Club. He was like, Wale is going to be one of those artists that's going to be here the next decade or so because he wants it that bad and he's fucking talented. He's gonna be a late great. Yeah, I, I think I think people I believe that. I think people are starting to appreciate it. And I'm very happy he had that moment when he went on Twitter and was just like, you know what, I'm one of the greatest to ever do it. And as he fucking should say, if you don't feel that way, if you're a rapper and you don't feel like you're one of the greatest to ever do it, what the fuck are you doing? You you out here to try to be second place? That's that's whack. You know what I mean? But for him, I think it was needed to be said because he kind of has that attitude that, that I am great and stuff like that, but he never really said it, you know? And I think he needs to say it. I think that needs to be more just music. That's yeah. how personally what I feel. Like, if I was ever on Wild Ladies tier, I'd be like, bro, this go hard. Like, mm-hmm. this talk your shit, bro. Like, right. I would love to hear Wale just talk his shit on the album, but I know he he's not that type of artist, or right? He doesn't create... Like, I, I watched the um, interview, Breakfast Club interview as well, and he was talking about, you know, I don't need uh, the accolades and people beef, starting beats just to sell an album. Yeah. Like, I think that's dope. Like, he just being true to the music, minus the bullshit with the media and stuff. So Right. And he made um, his, his number one single right now, uh, On Chill, with uh, Jeremiah. That junk is the number one um, song. That's a great of, record too. It's the number one song on the urban urban radio. Now, me personally, I don't like that song. To me, that's my least favorite song on the album, and that says a lot because that's my least favorite song, mm-hmm. and you know that's everybody else's favorite song. I mean, it, he has some other good records on that on that album that you guys need to check out. Um, but he did it organically, though. You know what I mean? Like he didn't he didn't grab the gimmick. You know what I mean? He just made good music. Put it out and people started playing it and started fucking. That's with it. how it should be, bro. Yeah, but you know, people got money. You know what I mean? When when certain artists drop their music, I think Coach um, K or or P said this from QC. Mm. He said, if you want your records played on radio, the way how some of these records are being played, it costs two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you put up two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then you have a DJ Khaled radio um, single. Wow. <laughs> All it, all it takes is money. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's one of the inside people in the game letting you know that's how it's done. Because once people start hearing music more and more, they're kind of almost forced to indulge in it. Like, oh, this is the hot shit because they keep playing it. They keep playing it because they got the money okay. or the connection. You know what I mean? That makes sense. 
Socks. I'll be hearing some trash music on Yeah, I'll be like, bro, they really fuck yeah, with this. Yeah, why do you put this on? <laughs> That's why I don't listen to radio, to be honest with y'all. Yeah, I, I don't but listen to radio. Can I take it back since we talked about Wale? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I remember the time. This had to be 09, 10. Okay. Freshman class. Intention deficit. Okay. Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. Drake, and Wale yep. on the Complex cover. Mm-hmm. I think that was... My favorite moment ever in music. Because mm-hmm. those three I listen to still to, to, to this day, like heavily. I feel like they, that right there on 910, they started a new wave for everything. Like those three right there. So Those are the pioneers. Because you think about after that, after that cover, then you get the Double XL freshman covers yep. that came after them. Mm-hmm. They realized how cool that shit was, and they started a new wave. Right. And while they was a part of that. I just love how um, all three of them were so different and unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. Kid Cudi with, you know, his singing. He's very emotional. He's talking about, you know, his upbringing and Drake. Mm-hmm. He's this pop star. And then Wale, he's just, he's that rapper, like, he can really rap mm-hmm. with the lyrical, so. A lot of people at that time yeah. thought that Wale was going to be yeah, the, the I did. one person. I, I mean, the, I really his, his, number, his first single that came out mm-hmm. was with Lady Gaga. Yeah. I mean, that's so different now, because we, because before. You see you chilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening out the other day. Yeah, if people, people were confused when they heard that record at first because you're repping DC, you know, DC chilling, PG chilling, you know, and then you have Lady Gaga on the track. But the music that you were putting out before, 100 Miles of Running, the mixtape about nothing, Paint a Picture, Dig Dug, Ice Cream, you know, it was so different from what we were listening to. And he talks about that too. That single he didn't pick. The record label picked it for him. Okay. You know what I mean? They were like, Makes we, sense. they were like, you know, we want you to blow up right. to this to this certain level of artistry. Hey, we got this superstar named Lady Gaga. We could put her with you, and then the, the but they the for whatever reason that song kind of made Wale like it didn't increase his value. You know what I mean? As as for most artists, it normally would. They thought it was corny, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. Cause you're from DC, and and <laughs> talk to him. You're from Maryland, right? Wale from Maryland. Wale from Maryland. Shit, is that the best you got, Hayden? <laughs> Where the Redskins play at the stadium, Maryland. Where the both radio play, stations play at the it's in Maryland. Um, if y'all don't know that reference. If anybody want to question where Wale is from, or y'all want to go on that whole dumb shit about Wale not from D.C., please search Wale, I know D.C. I, like, spelled like your your eye on your body. I-Y-E-I. No D.C. Listen to that song, and then get back to me. If you want to talk about where, where Wale is from. What song is that from? That was a song that he he was just like I'm fucking tired of people talk, talking about where I'm from. Wait, wait. Um, that was on a mixtape. It wasn't on a mixtape. It was just a song he dropped. Oh, wow. he okay. Y'all know the song I know by Jay Z. Uh, it was an American Gangster. Classic. Classic. Wale rapped on that shit. Made it his own. Killed okay. that shit. Okay. Killed that shit. Listen to that tonight. Wale, I know DC. He had he has a personal conversation with DC 
with Maryland and with Virginia. That shit, that, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, people don't understand Wale for actually for what he is. Listen to some of those music. The music that you're being fed through the radio and through these industry shit is not, and that's, and that's probably the problem. It's not the Wale that I really know. I know that Wale because mm-hmm. it resonates with me. Wale was trying to put on for the city. He's in, he was, regardless or not, if, if you're from this area, can you play that? Just just play the first clip. We're, we're gonna see. Um, I apologize if the sound quality is not that great. We started. We started. Yeah. They say, "Wale from Maryland. Wale from Maryland." Shit, is that the best you got, hater? Go and tell everyone, cause every one of y'all wanna see us blow. So if it's by the means of me, by all means, nigga, let it go. Shit, I let it be known that we ain't all killers. Or nigga, five niggas are scared of something different. See, I'm something different, cause I'm the sum of the district and the surrounding inches. Although I'm surrounded by dumb, numb-headed niggas who feel I gotta sleep within the confines of the land that us niggas don't even own. <laughs> Joe. Sorry I don't rep the blocks. I rather rep the hearts and the souls than the blocks and the roads of the white man's soul. I mean the white man's home, yeah, the white, white man's, man's home. home. So all that hood rapping ain't nothing but a good reference to why we alone. They ask why we ain't on yet. Nigga, is you crazy? <laughs> These niggas crazy. They hate a nigga that ain't even in it for the fame or the name. He in it for the nation capital. He was raised in. But when the capital was raised, his mama made him move to where it was safer. <laughs> Here go the haters. So I say this to make no more statements. Where the Redskins play at? They stadium. Merlin. Where the both radio stations? They playing. Merlin. When the white faces come by space, where we gonna be at? Merlin. Not to offend any of them, just wanna clear it up. So, Wale for Merlin, Wale for Merlin. Alright, he That's it, that's it. So, tell me when that shit was, uh, that shit was dropped. I think that was 09 or 2010. 2009. 2009, y'all. And if anybody knows anything about the District of Columbia right now, you can tell me. We're being gentrified like shit right now. The same hoods that are in D.C. are not the same. They took away Berry Farms. They took away a lot of these hoods, Mo. 8th Street. You see white people walking around? I've seen white people at Fort Davis Park and, and shit like, bruh, like they taking over. And they, they taking And they moving to Charles County. They moving to Charles, PG. They moving, they moving to Merlin. He said that shit in 09. That's almost 10 years ago. Hmm. Almost 10 years ago, and he saw it coming. So, yeah, Wale from Maryland, Wale from Maryland. That's that's I let him speak for himself with that shit. Shout out to Wale though. Yeah. Um, we we can move on from that. So anyway, <laughs> I'm glad I got that off my chest. I'm glad he did too. <laughs> I knew anybody was gonna go away, bro. I had bruh. You so, money boss. Um, okay, so Top Hill albums, man. Um Oh yeah, who's who you got on top? For me? <laughs> me? I know what he going with. Me? <laughs> I already know what he going with. What? Um, <clears throat> top hill of this week is going to go to Wale from Maryland. <laughs> With wow, that's crazy! Damn, Wale from Maryland, bro. I was really shocked. You no, I know, man. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, Wale's album is the hottest shit out right now. I don't give a fuck what the charts say. I care about good music, and I'm not just saying that because I have been a Wale fan. Before I have critiqued Wale heavily, you know what I mean. There's some there's some projects by Wale I don't fuck with. Um, Shine was decent, but it wasn't something that I can go back and listen to. You know what I mean. The album about nothing was decent. The gifted was whoa, fire. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Okay, no, we're not gonna get into it. Go ahead, go ahead. The 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 album about nothing was was decent, a very high decent. Okay, uh, um, I liked it. That intro was hard <laughs> as fuck too. The intro about nothing was fucking fire. Yeah, he did. Was. He came out strong with that shit. The gifted great album, ambition a great album, attention deficit a great album. Um, his mixtape more about nothing, one of the best mixtapes probably I ever heard. More about nothing. Yeah. Um, so Wally has some amazing projects, and he also has some projects that I, I don't really care for as, as much as well, too. So, not to be biased, but Wale's Wow That's Crazy album is sonically great. The, it's real music. He, he has a message. He's talking about a lot of good stuff in there. Um, and he got something for everybody. If you like that trap shit, you like that shit, nigga, hard, play, uh, play Routine. You know what I mean? If, if, you, if you like um, some, some melody, if you like whatever, he has something for everybody in that jump. So, yeah, Wally from Maryland, Wally from Maryland. <laughs> um, that's it. What about you, bro? Uh, I'm sticking with Summer Walker over it. Ooh. I'm still on that. Okay. You know, I love R&B. Mm-hmm. I'm on R&B wave right now. Um, she just does it for me. And I, shout out to the ladies. Like, y'all just doing the damn thing, bro. Like, y'all are killing it in the industry as Great a whole. Great gave her a big shout out. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Bro, they, they're doing it, bro. It's great. Okay. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. With Summer Walker, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of people that agree with you because I know a lot of people are still bumping that Summer Walker album. For sure. Um, It's a good album. And I think, honestly, as it grows with me, I like it more. Um, I liked it more obviously after that second and third listen. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to sit up here and say the album is trash. I can't do that because I'll be lying to myself, and I'll be lying to y'all. I, I'm not trying to do that. But for me personally, if I'm going in my car tonight and I'm driving home, I'm putting on "Wow, That's Crazy." That's just me because I need to hear "Sue Sue Me" again. Yeah, I need to um, play that album again. Yeah, I played it. Shit, it might be tough for you next week. It Who might. Knows? It might. No, no. Who knows? Um. And, and another shout out too. I, I don't want to um, to forget Little TJ's album was hard too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like he put it out the wrong week. This, this <laughs> he put it out the wrong week, nigga. Um, Little TJ's album is very good. It's an album I to listen to from start to finish. Young kid, very talented. His album is a clear, cohesive story about his fame and what's going on mm-hmm. right now. So it shows his talent that he can make an album real quick because this is not something that's been sitting in the chamber he finally released. This is something that he made probably last week. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I could tell by the oh, lyrics. Nice. I could tell by the lyrics that this, this nigga's talented. And uh, and he's confident, too. This nigga's he's a wild bob. And I mean, he's from New York. He's from New York. To. So he's going to talk that confident. shit. Definitely. Um, I just showed um, Chad Visionaire this. Um, little TJ was performing at Rolling Loud, Rolling Loud, New York, and oh, I forgot Rolling Loud was happening. Yeah, yeah, but right. that's another thing that happened this week. There's so much that's going on this week, bro. Yeah. But um, but little TJ performed, and what this little nigga did, he said that he's the king of New York now. The last person to claim that he was the king of New York wow. was Takashi Six Nine. Wow, I got some big shoes to fill. Big but shoes to fill, right? I don't know about all that. But go ahead. I mean, king of New York. That's a huge. I mean, first of all, Kendrick's the king of New York. It's like, nah. <laughs> hey, uh, no, but that control verse is still hard. Um, but yeah, Lil T just said he's the king of New York. Um, is it really that hard? Can we listen to that again? 
Chad, don't do that to yourself. All he did was name drop. No, that nigga. <laughs> that nigga. Let's be real. Oh, don't do that. Chad. <laughs> That nigga stopped the internet. If you could remember, yeah, because he name dropped. No, 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 nigga. A lot of niggas name. A lot of niggas name dropped. That nigga take the name, take the names out of it. I will tell you that. And it went blood. It would still be hard. It would still be hard. Okay, but but he but he shut the internet down. You couldn't you couldn't Google shit. I don't think people remember that when Control Verse came out. You couldn't get on Google. Or YouTube. That nigga shut the shit down. Oh, I don't remember that. You don't, nigga. Come on. <laughs> there, there's two times I remember. I remember that everybody was talking about it, though. There was two times I remember the internet got shut down. Mm-hmm. One, Kendrick's Control Verse. Mm-hmm. Two, when Jay-Z dropped Magna Carta Holy Grail. And you had to be a Samsung owner or something like that. Or you got the album first or something like that. He uh, shut, I remember that. He yeah. shut that shit. Those are the two times I remember that hip-hop shut the internet down. Okay. Don't don't come for a Kendrick's control verse like that shit wasn't one of the hardest <laughs> I ain't verses. For of the it, decade, but I'm just like of the decade, one of the hardest verses. Oh, oh, stop, this stop, this guy said decades. <laughs> I gotta speak the truth, bro. Control verse. I wanna hear. We got people in the live. Control verse. Yeah, hottest verse of the decade. You Somebody hit? tell you, Mike. That's not one of the hardest. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, shit, you got me miscombobulated, nigga. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was talking about before that you got me talking about. Kendrick's verse not hard. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, Lil uh, TJ. Yeah, Lil TJ. Yeah. Okay, so he, he performed at Rolling Loud. And he said the king of New York. The last person to say that he was the king of New York recently was Takashi 69 Yes, sir. So what this nigga did was so disrespectful. Mm. He brought Takashi 69s baby mother. Wow. On stage. <laughs> Very disrespectful. Lil TJ sat down on the throne. Sat down on the throne and had... Takashi 69 baby mother on his side saying that he's the king of New York. I usually don't say this about people, but it kind of deserves it. <laughs> the way he be wilding, like... <laughs> now, let me tell you, y'all. Takashi 69 is a troll, right? Yeah. Facts. So, one of our episodes, we talked about, um, or I know we had this conversation before, Ken Takashi 69 come out of jail and make music um and absolutely yeah and i we both agree if, if y'all had that question takashi 69 can very much so come out of jail being a fucking snitch and people are gonna buy his record why because this generation don't give a shit they don't he then you come out with another song that have a catchy hook and guess what y'all gonna play it only thing is his life is in danger yep man. if that nigga can stay alive if the streets can't get to him, then he's good. And the only reason why I think that he might get away with it, brother, because I don't know what's going on. Because you got niggas, real, you got real niggas dying, and you got bullshit niggas alive. You know what I mean? And that's another conversation for another day. But you got people like Nipsey Hussle that passed away. That's facts. But you got people like George Zimmerman still breathing. How the fuck does that happen, y'all? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. But that's the only thing that makes me think that Takashi has a chance. And matter of fact, that man just signed a multi-million dollar deal from his prison cell. So uh, I wasn't aware of that. He was, yeah, that, that came out this week. Um, he just signed another record deal for a multi-million dollar record deal. I think it was like $10 million, if I remember right. Yeah, it was like $10 million that he signed. Something to do with the Spanish, I believe. I don't, I don't know, but he has an avenue. You know what I mean? He's still trending. And unfortunately, any kind of of 
trend trend or whatever, whether it's positive or negative, it's still people going to look at it. There's going to be people watching it and stuff like that. And you can make money off of that. You know, the way how streaming and stuff works. People don't got to really buy it. They just got to stream it. I would say this. He's very smart. Why you say that? Because mm. just watching him from like Breakfast Club interviews, mm -hmm. all his interviews, but he's very confident. Yeah. He knows how to articulate. He mm -hmm. knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But the dumb thing about him is um, he doesn't really have common sense. He's not really wise. Like, he has a lot of knowledge and he knows how to, he knows how to play the game for real. And that could be dangerous. You're dangerous pretty much, game. yeah, you're pretty much taking a risk. Mm -hmm. And it's surprising. I'm not going to lie. It's surprising that he's still living and breathing right now. For the things that he done, but in jail, he's exposed I, to a lot of people. Like I said, he's he's smart. Like I said, because he knows how to play the game. He knows how trolling is, you know, that's it right now. Trolling, having clout, being everybody eyes on you at all times, like that's what's in right now. If you get people's attention, all eyes on you every single moment, that's smart. Yeah, I mean. Kanye does, does the same thing pretty much in a different way. He might he not he probably doesn't go to stream like in the same way. Yeah, probably yeah, kinda of the same way. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, Six Nine has signed a new record deal with his old label worth reported ten million dollars while in prison after testifying against former members of the notorious nine trade bloods gang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean I already knew that could happen. I, that didn't surprise me not one bit. I think what we both agree on is if that man can stay alive, he's going to make music and people going to listen. And he's going to make money. The only, the only thing that's going to hurt him is that he's not going to be able to perform in a lot of places. You know, he's not going to be able to perform a role, a role aloud. He's not going to be able to perform at Days of Vegas. He can barely perform his own fucking concerts. <laughs> no, for real, at his own concerts at, at certain venues. Mm. The New York City Police Department put out a letter to Rolling Loud and told them, um, we would like your cooperation if you don't let these five artists perform. Uh. <laughs> Casanova was one of those artists. I don't remember the other artist's name. They're, they were little niggas. You know what I mean? But Casanova <laughs> was little niggas. <laughs> I'm trying not to be that disrespectful, y'all, but I mean, <laughs> your names were very tiny on the Rolling Loud lineup, okay? Casanova was one of the names that stood out to me because he is a New York rapper. Um, and he does have some kind of following. And they told um, Roland Loud that they put, they would like their cooperation that he would not perform. And he felt bad about that because Casanova apparently got into some shit back in 2007 that, um, you know, that was over 10 years ago and that he's still paying for now. Like, he hasn't been a menace to society or anything like that. He hasn't harmed anybody, done anything. But because of his past over 10 years ago, they're like, we, we feel like the venue will be unsafe if he was to perform due to his affiliations and stuff like that. They're in New York. So it's unfortunate. You know, they stopped him from getting a bag, uh, but hopefully he could perform in other Rolling Louds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that, that shit goes on too. So Takashi 69 definitely is not going to be a nigga that can perform in venues like that. Right. That's the only bag that he's not going to be able to get. All right, let's move forward. Cause mm -hmm. We talk about that nigga too much. I don't even <laughs> care for him like that. Okay. But um, wait, before we move on, shout out to ASAP Rocky for bringing out 50 Cent and Rolling Loud. 
Oh, oh that was I dope. missed that. That was dope. I didn't see I watched that, that performance. That was, that was lit, bro. Oh, man, I got to watch that. Brought the legend out. But uh, let's let's continue, bro. Let's talk about this top-notch, top shit. You got top singles, though, right? Oh, shit. I forgot about that. So, oh. what we got, bro? We got Swaley, Sextasy. We got Moneybag Yo and Meg Thee Stallion. All that. Then we got JT from City Girls, first day out. Okay. How you feel about those three singles right there? Or which one was your favorite? I should say. This I'm, week. Okay, I'm not in love with none of them. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not in love with any one of those in particular. But if I had to pick between those three, mm-hmm. I, I like the, the Money Back Yo and Meg single the most. Because it's a fun record. I can hear it being played in parties. Right. People fuck with them. You don't really get that many chances that, you know, two artists of that kind of magnitude, they both, like, represent a certain kind of genre, right? Meg is rep- representing the hot girls. You know, Moneybag Girls, like, more like trap sounds and stuff like that. So you bring those two audiences together and make a trap. I feel like that that's hot. You know what I mean? That's a hot way to... To close the summer out, you know what I mean. Or, and in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It's, it's genuine. It's it's lit. So um, there was one line in there though that I just didn't understand. Like <laughs> there was one line that stood out for me. Meg talk about how yeah he got bitches and I got niggas. I was like, wait, so are you fucking other niggas? <laughs> I'm confused. He allowed that, but um, hey, uh, <laughs> outside of, outside of that, I mean, it's 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 a they fun song. Everybody's saying like he gets a lot of girls and she gets a lot of. But we still together. Yeah, but the way how she insinuated, uh, okay. you know what I mean, made me feel like, oh, so you out here doing what you want, he out here doing what he want, and y'all still cool. I mean, oh. some people, don't get me wrong, some people got that kind of relationship, it's cool. I just don't understand that. That, that open relationship. Yeah, that Will Smith and Jada. They really, um, they really are. I don't know. That was, that, was, that was a thing. You know what I mean? Uh, I heard about that. I was like, for real? They got enough money to shut the media up, so I don't know if that's He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, nah, you try to slide in Jada or something? Somebody did. So who slid in Jada uh, Smith's DM? It was like a famous person. Uh-oh. It was like one of these young R&B niggas that's like, like I really love her, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It was just like mad awkward and shit. Damn, I wish I had that for y'all. I'm sorry. It was. I didn't hear about that. It was. was (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I was just like, damn, nigga, you about to die in West Philadelphia, born and raised. All right. So yeah, that that was mine. What about uh, you, bro? Who who got the top single? I'm I'm with you, bro. Like, I wasn't too enthusiastic about these three songs. If I had to pick one. Probably Sway Lee, Sex to See. Okay. I just like his sound, mm-hmm. his voice. Um, this is dope. That's all I got to say about it. Um, I do like JT. I like how um, she dropped bars mm-hmm. and, and talked about, you know, what was going on with her. So that was pretty cool. I was kind of, I was underwhelmed with that. I feel like it should have been a little bit harder. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, she was good, but there was something missing. Um, sorry, y'all. Chad's FBI agent just had a two-minute <laughs> came out of nowhere. He's y- y'all know how that Siri be working to be like... It oh, came out of nowhere. Fact, matter of fact, let's stop saying her name before she shut everything down. All right. But, um, yeah, um, JT's song, uh, JT's, JT's out. 
I feel like it could have been a little bit harder, you know. Um, I don't really feel like that song is that hot right now. Like, I don't feel like people are really thinking nah, about it. And I don't know, maybe if she would have I think it was just something to put out, for real. Yeah. She out, so. And I, I think, you know, people have been waiting for her to come out. You know, she missed this Hot Girl Summer or whatever. You know, but are are they going to be hot again next summer? You know I, mean? I would say this. They do. They definitely do um, need each other at Christmas. When we seen them at Rolling Loud, and it was just the other girl. Just Young Miami. Yeah, she was not good by herself. Yeah, I mean, she she's... You have to also understand too. When we saw her, she this was very early. You know what I mean in mm-hmm. their in their career. Like so, Young Miami. That was probably the first time that she performed in front of oh, that way, that amount of people, and especially by herself. Right. And I think she actually talked about um, you know how much she did need JT because JT did. was more of the hype person. You know what I mean? And Young know, Miami kind of had to step up and be that person. Right. You know what I mean? While JT was locked up, wasn't JT the one that? Um was rapping first and yes. had to get her. Okay. Yep, JT was the one that was yeah, rapping first, got her to do it. You know, got her a pretty face. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I felt about that. Cause so now we can move on. Yes, we can move on, Chad. Because I know we, because <laughs> we, you know, welcome to Top Hill, guys. You know, we talked about the top albums and the top songs, but we about to get into some top shit. Yeah, bro. Top shit. So what you want to get into first? Oh, bro, we. <laughs> We didn't talk about this. I forgot to tell you this. Do you want? Let me let me show it to you. Just tell me, bro. Top five ATL rappers. And the reason the reason why I wanted to talk about top five is because Ti dropped a um, list the fifty best Atlanta rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. And of course, we can't do fifty. I mean, that'll take forever. So I say top five. And do you have one right now, or you just want to move on? We can talk about it the next you time. You brought it up, nigga. We got, <laughs> we got to say it now. Can I? You want me to start? Go ahead. Give me your top five, and then uh, then I'll try. All to right, bear with me. Let me see if I can remember. Definitely Andre three thousand as number mm-hmm. one. They was right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ti, Ludacris, Two Chains. Are you putting them in order or just? No, no, no order. Okay, let's make sure. So, who I Andre 3000, T.I., Ludacris, 2 Chains, Young Jeezy. That might change up. Pull up the top 50 list. <laughs> you want me to pull it up? Yeah, I need, the, I need the list because I feel like we're being disrespectful. I feel, I feel, feel like I'm missing somebody. I feel like you're missing somebody very important, <laughs> and I don't want to be that nigga. I feel like I, 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 I landed on the mark. Because okay, and the reason if people don't want to, if you want to know why, the reason why the top fifty Atlanta rappers are important is because Atlanta is right now the hip hop mecca. Most hip hop artists come out of Atlanta right now. Atlanta is a super mega black city that's doing the damn thing. And they got a lot of black-owned businesses down there, a lot of black entrepreneurs, a lot of black artists. It is a lot of very talented black people coming out of that city. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But... I said Gucci Mane wasn't happy with this list. I bet he wasn't. But this <laughs> nigga... Gucci Mane don't belong in the top five. He's on the top 50. He's, he's on top 50. He's not top five. Don't do that, bro. Atlanta... Come on, bro. I'm not a Gucci Mane fan, but I had to... 
recognize just the impact he had on Atlanta. Yeah, just go, go to images. Go top in top fifty on ATL All right. on images yeah, and pull, pull up Ti's list and put Ti's name in it. Um. Try to think of something right now. Oh, here we go. This is another thing. Look at it right now. Okay. Just, I'm just going to name... Who the hell put CeeLo on it? <laughs> See, I knew I was about to be disrespectful. Yeah, who the fuck? Okay. Right. Just so y'all know. Well, T.I. put that on. Like, why, bro? I just can't be T.I.'s list. I looked at T.I.'s list. Is this really T.I.'s list? It's yeah, bro. Sean Paul from Youngbloods. Okay, hold up, y'all. I'm going to tell you guys what the top 10 are. We don't have time to go through all 50. He has Andre 3000 as one. T.I. is two. CeeLo Green is three. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Four is Ludacris. Five is Killer Mike. Mm. Ooh. Six, Side the Prince. Ooh, okay, okay. I forgot Seven, about that, man. Seven, Two Chains. <laughs> eight, Big Boy. Nine, J.I.D. Ten, B.O.B. Um, damn, there's so many. You got Thugger. You got Jeezy. You got Gucci. You got Dro. You got Offset. You got Takeoff. You got um, Quavo. You got Russ. You got Gunna. There's a you lot, got the, bro. You got Lil Baby. You got, I got to go through the whole list, y'all, because Atlanta got some talented motherfuckers, dog. <laughs> See, they got a lot of talented people from that city. But this is what I'm going to tell y'all. And I have this question. I'm going to save this question for last. But my top five. Yeah, in, let's do top five. My top five in no order. Okay. Killer Mike. Okay. Uh-huh. T.I. Ludacris. Mm-hmm. Young Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets confusing. How are you basing your list off? Because that's very important. Yes. Well, okay. I'm basing my list off of people who can create a full album, people that I enjoy listening to, people who have lyrics, people who have um, um, lyrics and ha- know how to deliver their lyrics, um, and that are relevant. People that can, because this list obviously this is not like the top Atlanta rappers right now. This is like of of all, all time. time. Okay, um, and this past decade we had a lot of Atlanta artists. This is where I get confused on. Um, do you consider Outkast as one artist, or do you have to separate Outkast with Andre 3000 and Big Boy? Because that makes a difference to me. Honestly, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I will not separate Andre 3000 and say that he is one of the best people, the, the top um, rappers. A lot of people give him that title. And I feel like people just run with it and say, okay, Andre 3000 is one of the best rappers alive, and people run with it. But I don't understand because I don't, what Andre 3000 album? They didn't have an album? By himself. Mm. You don't have an Andre 3000 album by yourself. Right. So that doesn't make sense to me for him to be one of the top. Yes, he has some dope verses. Yes, he has some dope on stuff. On Outcast albums. On Outcast albums mm. and on Outcast features. When they do features, it's Outcast. Mm-hmm. When they did um, well, international play, by himself, he has done stuff by himself, but enough by himself to separate him to be one of the top. A lot of his features is better than people's best projects. That's just my opinion, though. Know? Okay, for me, I'm not going to. I writer. I am not going to separate Andre 3000 from Big Boy and put him away. That's understandable. I'm going to put Outkast in my top five, and the reason why I say that because there is no Andre 3000 album. Um, and and Outkast by itself 
Well, he's about to drop an album, so whatever happens, he's All right, guys, we're going to come back. That's part one of the live. We'll be right back with part two. And we're going to talk about the Drink. Headshot. Drink. Sit down. Drink. Oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> we're part two. Top Hill, episode three. Chad, what were we just talking about, man? Top five rappers. Top five Atlanta rappers of all time. This nigga had to bring this shit up, though. <laughs> you was doing good, y'all. I know. To be good. honest, man, usually I don't really care. But I find it fun. And you know what I, I mean? It you. makes me go back to be like, all right, who was really killing it back then, mm-hmm. for real? And who's killing it now, so... Yeah, you already know my top five. Well, give give it to him again, man. Give give him your top five Atlanta rappers again. I'm gonna give him mine. Okay. Andre three thousand, Ti, mm-hmm. Ludacris, Two Chains, and the last one I say Young Jeezy. But now that I'm looking at this list. That man Sai High the Prince was a problem, bro. He's a but the man. only thing about Sai High is. I base it off of impact. Mm-hmm. That's that's big on me. Like if you don't, if the impact's not there, then so it's between Sai High and Young Jeezy. But Young Jeezy definitely has an impact. And then I even I'm not even a Gucci Man fan. I had told people this numerous of times. Um, I like the new Gucci. And people mm-hmm. probably think that I'm crazy. Like, new Gucci, new Gucci's whack, but I like the new Gucci. Nah, new Gucci's dope. Yeah, I, I like the new Gucci. But um, I was never a Gucci Man fan back in, I guess, 06, 07, 08, when everybody was at the mixtape days. I was just on Lil Wayne and Lupe. But um, and I, think I would even have to throw Gucci at number five. Young Jeezy's not He's there. close. He's very close, because just off the impact alone, like, Man, he's a pioneer for a lot of these rappers that's yeah. out on this list right here. Young Thug, Future, Gunna. It's a lot. So I might have to throw him on number five. So That list is hard, Mo. And, uh, yeah. and and I mean you talk about Gucci man and kinda like how he how he was a rapper before then and how he came out and, and just changed his life, um, to just be to just go to the next level. He did that. I feel like Meek Mill did the same shit too. When Meek Mill, you know, before Meek went to jail the last time to post Meek Mill, I love the new Meek Mill way more than than the other one. And the same thing goes for Gucci. Mm. Now, going back to this list, my top five Atlanta rappers, Killer Mike, T.I., Ludacris, Young Jeezy, and Outkast. I will not separate Andre 3000 from Big Boy because Andre 3000 has not dropped an album by himself. And to me, that is important. You have not proven to me that you can drop an album by yourself and make good music. You are a great MC. I think he did have one album. No. I mean, if if he did, find it for me. And guess what? I haven't listened to it or heard about it. Andre 3000 is a dope artist, a dope person, dope individual, uh, makes great music. Definitely one of the best out here. But with Big Boy. And people don't want to give Big Boy his prof boy. Big Boy is a dog. He's a lyrical yeah. dog. Even Andre 3000 himself said he feels like Big Boy is better than him. He don't yes. understand why people think exactly. he's better. Exactly. But Andre 3000 is just being humble. And Big Boy's a real Atlanta street nigga. Yeah, he, 
he got bars for days. I'm not denying Big Boy's greatness, but Andre 3000, it goes with um, artistry for me. He's just able to enhance that more, which separated but, him from Big Boy. But Big Boy was also able to go in movies. Like, his role in ATL was amazing. Yeah, he made albums by himself, too. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He has another album coming out with Sleepy Brown right now. And I'm not going to lie, that album, that, the singles that he's dropped so far sound really good. He's dropping more music than Andre, for sure. He's putting on for Atlanta. He performed at the Super Bowl in Atlanta last year. So he's active. You know what I mean? He's still out here. So I'm not going to let Big Boy just sit on the sidelines while Andre 3000 gets all the praise because the niggas did that shit together. Yeah. Okay, you made a good point. Can't even argue with that. Can we move on, please? That shit. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. um... What you want to talk about first? Top shit, top shit. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Okay. You want me to just go ahead and say it? Go ahead and say it, man. What you got? What you got for us, man? Let's talk about Kanye Sunday service at Howard University to be specific. Okay. So, <laughs> I had the pleasure to go to Kanye Sunday service at Howard University this weekend. Yeah, tell us that story, because you called me. Yeah, okay, so... Or I called you. Yes, so, so I spoke to Mr. Chad Visionaire the day before, because this man is hip. This man knows the right people, the right connections on what's going on, so I, I appreciate my brother for getting me hip. He told me about... Damn. Technical difficulties, guys. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Damn, y'all head must have hurt off of that one. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate Chad for um, for getting me hit to what's going on. And he told me, I saw the post, right, um, that said that Kanye was going to be at GW at 8 a.m. for the Sunday service and at 2 o'clock for the movie premiere. So I was like, I right, bet I'm already going to be in the city around that time. I'm, a, I'm about to go to that Sunday service. I was already around GW. I went out there. I seen niggas sleeping out there with sleeping bags, waiting for Kanye to come out. And I'm like, I don't see Kanye anywhere. Like, what's going on? I immediately knew something was wrong when I was there, right? I looked at my IG. I happened to look at Kim Kardashian's. Uh, <laughs> I saw her. her uh, her post on Instagram, she posted her story. She was at Howard. I'm like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> I got in my car. I drove up to Howard. I got a lit-ass parking space off of Georgia Avenue. <laughs> Went across the street. I could hear this nigga's sound bouncing off the buildings. And I just listened. I went to the music. And I seen a crowd of people. And it was beautiful. Man. How big was the crowd? The crowd was, it wasn't like, it wasn't rolling loud. Right, okay. it wasn't like because yeah, I heard it wasn't. It didn't fill up the yard. It didn't, and I was surprised because when I was driving to Howard, I'm like, all these niggas walking down Georgia Avenue and and U Street. Yeah, I said, y'all niggas don't know that Kanye's out here performing right now. Like niggas just walk about like it's just a regular, you know, Saturday morning. Um, a lot of people just weren't hit to what was going on because, like I said, this nigga be hit to shit. <laughs> so. Um, but when I went there, it was a decent-sized crowd when I first got there. Then, of course, built up yeah. over time. You got to think, also, it started... Word of mouth. It, it's word of mouth, yeah. right? It's not like Kanye has an Instagram that he drops it, or he dropped it on his Twitter saying, I'm here right now. You just have to be in the right place at the right time or know the right people. Yeah. So, for me, 
you know, I got there and I saw a, a, a pretty good crowd. Um, and it was live, man. Like, I fuck the size of the crowd. It was also early, too. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So niggas still sleep, you know, from... It's, it was also Howard's homecoming. It was Howard's homecoming. Morgan State. Shout out Morgan State. Um, and Bowie's. And Bowie's homecoming. It was a lot of people's homecoming. So niggas... Niggas was tired. <laughs> niggas, niggas was hurt from that Friday night homecoming. Yeah, you know what I mean? Party up, yeah, so niggas not gonna be up eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the niggas recovering. You know what I mean? They're drinking their electrolytes. So yeah, Gatorade. Popping them, them BC pills like yeah, them niggas hurt. Up. So anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, um, I w- I was out there. The crowd was lit. Um, Kanye was out there with his um with his choir, his choir director. Um, this amazing choir, bro. Like <laughs> that jump was insane, bro. Whether whether you're, if you're just appreciative of music, doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Mm-hmm. If you're appreciative of music, you will be appreciative of that performance because this man is giving you a free concert essentially. You know what I mean? And and the sound the sound from gospel music puts you in a a spiritual place, and that's what it's about. That's that's what Kanye's gospel is about. Getting back to that spiritual um, music and sound. Um, he Kim Kardashian was there. You know his daughter Northwest was Same there. Way. Pusha T was there. Yeah, I was uh, watching it on my boys live. Shout out to Ty, but yeah. I seen everything, so it felt like I was there. Yeah. I had to go to work that morning. So Terrence Howard, not Terrence Howard, yeah, Terrence J. Terrence J. Yeah, he was there. Um, and yeah, man, um, we was just rocking that jump. Uh, shout out my boy Young Thorn. He was out that jump. We was rocking to that jump. Wait, you know Young Thorn? That's my bro- yeah, man. That's my oh, man. Oh, he's a homie. Yeah, that's my brother, man. Yeah, that's my brother, man. Shout out to you, bro. Yeah, um, yeah we was out that jump. Um, yeah, man. Small world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we was out that jump. Um, um, we was out that jump cranking. Um, he get Jesus walks, man, and. It just brings you back, you know, how how powerful that song, how that song was, man, or what that did to his career. Jesus Walks. Yeah, Jesus Walks. Yeah, it's very powerful. Um, and one of my favorite parts about the performance was um, his speech. I'm going to call it a speech, not a rant. His 10-minute speech to the people. And um, It was great. It was amazing, man. It, was, it needed to be said. I'll let you speak on that, man. Um I know you seen um, the videos. Niggas was on the rooftops, y'all. They was on yeah, the rooftops of the buildings and shit. They was, that shit's loud, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. When I watched it, it, it touched me, man, because um, I'm a Christian, and I'm a Christian that doesn't necessarily always be at church and stuff. Like I've friends that are not in church and stuff so I see both perspectives and so does Kanye so I feel like I relate to him a lot and through that 10 minute speech that he had he was talking to pretty much the black woke culture and he was talking to the Christians as well Mm -hmm. saying like you know this is me and why y'all attacking me pretty much he's saying like yo I'm not out here starting a strip club I'm out here just preaching the gospel pretty much, telling y'all about God and making music. And like you said, a free concert at that. Mm-hmm. So why are you attacking me? Right. And I understand it because it's just like, like I said, being in the church and being outside of the church, 
I feel the same way with Kanye. I feel like I'm being I'm attacked outside of church, and I feel like I'm being attacked in the church. It's mm-hmm. like I can never do right. right. And it's just like people don't see the deeper meaning. They always judge. Mm-hmm. And Christian or not, you should never judge anyone. Right. Everybody comes from a different place, and everybody has a different walk. So why are you judging this man? At the end of the day, like I said, like he's not starting a strip club. He's not popping bottles or nothing. This is actually a positive movement, mm-hmm. Christian or not. He brought people out. Like you said, it's a free event. And it's, this is a good event for people to enjoy music, have a good time. Absolutely. Let's, let's appreciate that and stop attacking. Like, um, it's funny. Um, I was list- I was talking to one of my friends and he said something that really stuck to me. He was like, people always attract to negative mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like, like anything sense. like gossip like they really tried to like he was like that um people really just get a hold of like celebrities gossip like they just really dig deep into that like oh yeah she's this and he's that mm-hmm. but it's just like to me i'm just like worry about yourself like yeah bro niggas be nosy as shit bro like yeah. mind your business you know what i mean like yeah. me personally bro like like you said it don't matter if you christian or not if you if you decide that you want to go to church, don't judge somebody for being you know who they are. If the person doesn't go to church and they feel like they have a relationship with God or or how they think, don't pressure them to do anything they don't feel comfortable doing. Let them be who they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless that person comes to you for guidance right. or for help, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck <laughs> Pretty up. Much. No, for real. Like shut the fuck up. Sometimes people just feel like. They know everything, you know what I mean, and and we all felt victim to that. There's times that I felt that I know more than other people, and like, oh shit, I gotta tell them this because they don't know. But my thing is, then I realized they may not be ready, or they may not want to know, and that's not my job to force them to know shit. You know what I mean? If if Chad comes to me and asks me, hey, I got a question about this. I know you have information about that. Can you give me that? Cool, I give him that. But I'm not gonna go to Chad anymore and be like, hey, Chad. Did you know about this right. and heard about blah, 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 blah? And did you know, because I'm pretty much telling Chad that he's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not my place to tell him that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because who I am to you, I'm your brother. You right. know what I mean? And I shouldn't be trying to tear him down from the knowledge that he has and trying to say that my knowledge is better. Knowledge is knowledge. Right. You know what I mean? Whether you, 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 you exchange knowledge from each other. And I feel like... The wiser the person is, you can learn from anybody. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. You can learn you can learn from the five year old down the street. You might you might hear something from that little five year old nigga that you never heard before in your life that might change your life. Right. Who knows? You know what I mean? Even though you've been on this planet longer than him, he might have something for you that might change your life. This this shit happens every day. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, that's that's what Kanye's service is, uh, was about. He was pretty much saying that, hey, I'm out here doing something good. Right. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to bring people out. He's making people feel good for free. For free. You know what I mean? Like it's Kanye West. It's not. It's not. Uh, and he don't have to do this. He don't. He does it every. He does it every week. He don't have to do it man. for free. Kanye West. This nigga can sell out stadiums and arenas and shit. Right. I've been there. His concerts are amazing. Yes. The Yeezus tour was immaculate. The Life of Pop tour was crazy. But this nigga decided to do it for free. 
And he decided to come to Howard University, one of the most prominent HBCUs in the country, at their homecoming. And he made a statement. And one of the most, the, the biggest thing that I took from it is what he said about how one out of three black people are in prison. One, I'm sorry, one out of three black males. Let me make sure I was specific. One out of three black males are in prison. So, one, two. We get another black person here. Oh, yeah, he's in jail. Because that's how the statistics go. That's how the numbers go. Right. You know what I mean? So, that's fucking crazy, y'all. We're only 15% of this country's population. We make up over half of the people in prison. They're trying to tell you that we make more crimes than everybody else in this country. And we know that's a lie. But this is what we know from being black and from being in the streets is that we're overly policed. Mm. We know in our communities that we get pulled over more than white people do. We get followed more than white people do. Mm. We get questioned more than white people do. Today. today. Let me tell you about today. Okay. Me and Chad was out here doing a photo shoot for, oh. for my car. <laughs> no, this, this is some real shit because this happens every day, bro. This is being black in America. Okay, me and Chad, um, my man Brandon, and uh, Antonio Wayside, we was out here taking pictures. Chad wanted to take some pictures of the community for, for his photography and also take pictures of my car, Silver Surfer Scat. We was out here taking pictures around the town, minding our own business. Okay, you know, two little group of, you know, two little white ladies came up to us like, is everything okay? <laughs> Yeah, everything is fine. And yeah, we were by the railroad tracks. We were by railroad tracks. We take a like, picture. We take a picture of my car. One of them was like, "Are you, are you trying to get it on the railroad?" Tracks? Right. Yeah. One of them was like, "Are you trying to get on the track? Is your car okay?" Like, I wanted to tell her like, "Mind your fucking business." No, I wanted to be like, "Do you hear yourself? <laughs> Why would he put his sky pack on the railroad track?" Right. I have a nice sense. car. I'm not gonna hold y'all. My <laughs> car is my car is pretty nice. You know what I mean? So. It's not no hoopty. I'm not, you know, it's not. I mean, hers was a hoopty. But anyway, um, she she came up. She was like, you know, hey, you know, is everything okay? But I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And and she was like, are you trying to get your car on the railroad tracks? I said, no, my tires wouldn't be able to handle that. That would be stupid. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. Uh, so what are you doing? And I'm like, first of all, it's none of your fucking business what I'm doing. But I'm in a certain area that's not predominantly black. So before, because I know the area that I'm in, I'm, I'm not going to get into, into that. I thought I said, I'm, we're taking pictures of, of my car right now. She's like, oh, okay. She drives off. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. Five to ten minutes later, um, the police department that I will not name right now pulls up. And... Luckily, we were already in the car moving while they pulled up, but he, he got sped towards the corner pretty quickly. Like, he knew we was over there already. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody called him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, we was already in the car passing him. And we was at a dead-end spot, too, where we it's obvious if you're following us. So, we're driving along. He sees us. He bucks at you. And you know you know that feeling. If you black, you know when they bucked at you, you already know what time it is. Bucks it real quick. I'm faster than him, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, get on the street, whatever. He's still following me. I'm like, this nigga's about to pull me over, dog. I buck, I buck this one left. 
until like this bank is up, this bank is closed. So there's nobody else there. I'm bugging that jump. I go through or whatever. He can't see me. He pulls into the parking lot and just backs up and waits. He fo he's following me as I'm driving. But you don't have a reason to turn the lights on. But why are you following me, dog? Mm -hmm. I turn around. I come up with this cut. I see him looking right there. I'm like, bro, you looking stupid right now. Why the fuck are you following me? You have no reason to follow me. Leave me alone. We minding our business. We're not doing no harm to nobody. No harm to the community. But that's just little shit, man. And we could it could have been... If you would have pulled us over, who knows what would happen? Because black man, nice car, driving around. Yeah, same old story. Bro. Same story, bro. So anyway, we running out of time, bro. I'm not gonna even hold you. All right, that was Kanye's Sunday service. Um, he talked about one of three black men being incarcerated and how that's a problem, um, and how you know we glorify trap music and stuff like that. People yeah. don't even know where the term trap came from. But the term trap came from a police officer that considered it a joke. Yeah. If you sold drugs, you sold it to the police at one point. The drugs were put into the black community for a purpose. It's called a trap because they were trapping Drug niggas yeah. using drugs. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, make sure that you guys... Chad, please, please hang that up. Thank you. <laughs> um... So yeah, that that's where trap music came from. We're glorifying trap music, um, and yeah, trap music came from the from the police. The term trap came from the police department, trapping niggas. But anyway, that's the Kanye Sunday service hot shit. Yes, sir. Um, but I want to ask you about something else that's hot shit in the, in the culture today. What's that? Rhythm and flow. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. It's a new TV show on Netflix. Um, I think you told me about it. I don't think I did. Oh, you didn't? I don't think I did, bro. I think I think we came up, bro. bro we just have this nigga Chad hit me like, bro. I just watched the entire. Yeah, I watched it episode. last night. I did too. It's a crazy. I watched the same thing last night too with the family dog, and we didn't plan this at all. Yeah, you just having to both watch. We just hip hop lovers. That's why. Yeah. But yeah, I, I came across it after I was done. Um, Handling my business, I wanted to watch a little bit of TV. I usually don't watch TV, but when I got on Netflix, I seen automatically Rhythm and Flow came up. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, they got Chance the Rapper, they got Cardi B, and they got TR. I was like, oh yeah, I want to watch this, see what it's about. So I, you know, I tuned in, and man, I love what I see. It's a, it's a show where they're trying to find the best artists in their city. Mm -hmm bring them all together, choose the best ones. They had hold auditions. Uh, I like how, like, they held auditions at their own city. So Cardi went to New York, T.R. went to Atlanta, and then um, Chance the Rapper went to Chicago, of course. And basically they hold auditions, they chose the best ones, and then they did another, um, they, I don't want to call it auditions, but it was pretty much a competition. Mm -hmm. After auditions, it was a competition. Mm -hmm. And basically, through the competition, they just choose the best one who was the, they was going to send to L.A. Right. and bring them all together. So the first season started off with, uh, I believe it was Cardi B at first. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, in New York. And man, another thing I appreciate is you could see the culture in each different city. Yeah, like, you can. You it's can crazy. tell the difference. It's crazy. The it's styles. So crazy, though. Excuse me. 
the styles and everything, bro. Like, it's just amazing to see. And I like the talent that they brought on there. To be honest, um, every artist that they brought um, competition-wise were really good. Mm. Like, I could see them on um, mm. the radio and stuff. Mm. Most of them. The, one they, the ones that they highlighted, pretty much. Because I've seen the ones they... They pretty much brushed yeah, by, but the people much. that they had also you. in that um in the show, like the people, you could tell which ones that was going to move forward, the ones that they you. interviewed. Yeah. So I love the interview because it told their their That's own the unique story. So that was dope. But the ones that told a unique story, like all of them, pretty much were like dope. Like I could yeah. see like prosper in the industry, but um, I'm not gonna say too much on it, but this. I want everybody, if you love hip-hop, to watch this because it's just good to see talent. Like, there's so many talented people in East City. Yeah. And another thing I want to say is, shout-out to the ladies again because each and every one in City, this, the ladies shine they like I don't know shit. what. They killed that I shit. I swear, the best rappers were the females. They were. East City, Atlanta, New York. Chicago, they have outshined the men in that joint. So, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if a woman won that whole competition. So, I wouldn't be mad one bit. I would not be mad. So, shout out to that show. Shout out to Ti. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. Shout out to Cardi B. This is a great show. I think it's well needed. I think it's another avenue and outlet to get undiscovered talent. So, I love it, man. Keep going, and I will be tuning in to the next one. Um. Like Chad said, I, I watched it too, and um, some of the key points that I that I saw on that episode, on that show. Um, not only do you have Ti, Cardi, and Chance the Rapper on that show, they also pay homage to that city as well too. So they started out in Los Angeles. Um, they 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 got the late great Nipsey Hussle to to come on the show. Um, it was. I'm gonna have to interrupt you for one moment. We got okay. a question. Sure. What is your thoughts on the diss track to Quavo? I'm not sure what they are talking about. Um, talking about Do you know what's, what's the, who's the person that commented? Ayo Loso. Ayo, yeah. Uh, oh, Ayo Loso. Shout out Ayo. Um, if who, I don't remember the diss track to a uh, to Quavo. Um, was it on the show or was that a song from somebody else? Um. But that, that that show rhythm and flow, y'all. They had the late great Nipsey Hussle on the show. They also brought the legend Snoop Dogg to the LA um, competition. Then with New York, um, Cardi went out to Ebro in the morning. He brought us some talent. Then she brought Fat Joe and. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about the judges. Yeah, the judge. I think the judges on there were important too because each city they they brought out judges that represented that area, and Snoop Dogg. Each one of them were very important because. If you're in LA, one of the most important people in LA is Snoop Dogg. I mean, he's one of the most important. He's people a godfather. He's always right. <laughs> um, there was a couple of people in LA that stood out. I don't know. We had time to talk about all the people that were on the show. But shout out to Chance for bringing Lupe. Man, I was so happy. You know, I, was yeah. happy <laughs> I was so happy to see Lupe Dog. Me like, too, bro. His last album, I don't know if y'all listened to it, it was a woke-ass fucking album. Bro. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been woke, though. He's woke as fuck. Yeah. But that album, bro, like, the album was from the perspective of what if um, you left Africa, right? This is during the, the Atlantic slave trade. Mm -hmm. 
um, from one of the one of the Africans that died on the Middle Passage on the way to America, and the spirit lived on, and he spoke from the spirit oh, okay, perspective, okay. and that shit was that makes crazy. Well, you remember what album? It was like Dogo's Wave or something like that. It was the last Lupe album. Okay. It was it was very dope, y'all. But anyway, um, to get back on track, um, uh, he they brought out Fat Joe, Jada Kiss in New York, Atlanta. They had Quavo and Big Boy. And Chicago, they had... I hate to say this, but Quavo was a bad choice. It wasn't... I don't think it was a bad choice. Because Quavo represents the new fresh Atlanta. He does, but he sounded like he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I feel like he didn't want... And this is... Okay. They're smart because they're younger and they're hot right now. They got to be very careful what they say and how they come off. Because people... People uh, follow their brand, not so their music. Like, Quavo is not known to be one of the hottest artists or one of the hottest lyricists right now. He's hot because his style is hot. And he makes hits. He does say that on the show. Right. So, you know what I mean? So, his image is more important than his music. Me, My personal opinion. And I felt like it was kind of the disservice. One thing that disappointed me is that I felt that Cardi B couldn't be as hard as she wanted to be. Because people kind of came to her, you know, everybody has a sad story, right? Everybody has a I like struggle. Which, yeah, I like which, how she... And she that. had to let somebody breeze through because she didn't want to come off as a bitch or come off as a certain way because it could hurt her image. She was like, damn, you about to let this girl who's decent not go through. And she kind of like a little you and she's from the Bronx, she's from New York. You're not about to represent yourself. You know what I mean? It goes into that kind of thing. And um, that's New York. You know what I mean? Like, she was trying to do her job, and people wouldn't allow her to do her job. So, um, we got a special guest. His name is Brooklyn. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> send him downstairs. Um, that's my dog, y'all. He just... Yeah, Brooklyn wanted to be a guest on the show. Um, <laughs> be ready to go outside. Right. Um, so, I felt really bad for Cardi B for not being able to be the real judge that she could have been. Because I felt like T.I. is the kind of person, he could be more stern. You know what I mean? He kind of solidified himself in the game. He doesn't need to make music. He makes money in a lot of other revenues. Yeah. And he could be a hard, a hard nose. T.I. Really was... really like that anyway. Yeah. T.I. was kind of like a, a Simon Cow, if you would. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, what I would say is... My favorite, I mean, what was your favorite city, would you say? Because there's no way I could pick. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I think I know who, you, who it is, too. There's no way we could pick a favorite artist, y'all. They picked, like, seven to eight artists each city um, to go to the next round. So we're just going to talk about what city we, we enjoyed the most out of. I, let me say this. I, I enjoy every single city. I enjoy okay. every episode. But, um... I'm thinking competition-wise, mm-hmm. and like they said, like Cardi said, we here to make money. We yeah. here to sell records. Right. So. Hey, Loso said that's male female dynamics in all industries. Okay. Um. I had to give it to Atlanta, just because. Everybody sounded like they could be an artist on a top billboard charts. They could mm-hmm. be heard on the radio and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's one particular artist that stood out. Actually, two of them. And two of them are females. Mm-hmm. One of them, um, 
I'm not trying to offend nobody. I don't remember her name, but she was a lesbian. I think you know what I'm talking From about. From PA? The reading PA? Oh, she, no. she She performed in New York, though. No, not that one. Okay. She's a lesbian from um, Atlanta. She had um, pretty much a onesie on. <laughs> she had different hair. She's mm-hmm. very, she's very unique. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Corella Deville jump. Yeah. <laughs> she was the hundred and one Dalmatian jump. Yeah. She killed she it. She was fire. She killed like her presence mm-hmm. and everything. Like she knew she was like, she was it. She had, to me, she had that it factor. From the Corella Deville hairstyle, yeah. so she came up on stage. She had that presence where she had the crowd engaging with her. She had bars and lyrics like she stood out to me. And then there was another female. Um, she's more on the conscious side, and I love her story. She had a um, yes, okay. Black, you know what I'm talking about? She was a twin. She talked about she was yeah. She her brother. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Amavi. I had to see Amavi. That was the only person that I could remember her name yeah. because she was a storyteller. She was able to tell the perspective of her brother. Brother, yeah. He was a good kid, went to college, but he had a gun. And he was at a party and people started shooting. Mm-hmm. So he was fearful of his life. He was running away from the shooter. And he heard the shooting getting close to him, so he started shooting back. Mm-hmm. The next day, they found out that a girl died. From a gun, from a gunshot at that same party, and um, apparently the police got to him, and he was convicted of murdering. Um, based on association. Based off association, they don't even know if his gun truly was the one that killed the person, right. but but he was the one that took the fall. Okay. And his twin, the girl that we heard on the show, she was from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Her name was Amavi, and she killed that shit, bro. Like she made you feel. She wrapped the story of what happened, and she made you feel like you were there. And I only hear artists like that from the J. Coles and the. I'm glad you said that because she changed the whole atmosphere. Because in Atlanta, yeah, all these trap people. Yeah, and this hit, but her, she's like, I'm coming on this conscious side. I'm gonna tell y'all my story, and she had everybody's attention. If you watched everybody in the audience, they was in there like, man, I'm touched. Yeah. I'm touched. She was definitely one of my favorites. Um, we gotta wrap this shit up, dog. We we got yeah, so much more to man, talk about. We have so much to talk about, Mo. But yeah, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say from that show, it's a great show. Is unlike, I mean, of course you had some touch of the voice and American Idol and Matt Singer shit in there because it's it's a show, it's a competition. They get people that we don't know rapping and shit like that. Um, me personally, my favorite city was Chicago. Um, the the talent from Chicago was different. They had the lyricists. They had the lyricists there. They had the storytellers there. Doesn't matter if you were younger or old. They had a young kid that he reminded me a lot of YBN Corday, the way that he dressed and looked. Oh, with the ponytail. Yeah, yeah, he he was that kid was dope. Um, um, there was a lot of he people. He almost didn't make it. He almost did it because he messed up his lines, but he was still confident. You know what I mean? Um, there was a girl um, that she was in the very beginning stages, Lupe Fiasco. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Audit, and she chanced to send her straight through because what she was talking about was so dope that you have to have some kind of courage to talk about um, wokeness and talk about um, the true true things that are hurting black community. They're not talking about what's hot right now. You know what I mean? They took that, that chance of talking about what's real right now. Right. And, they, and she let them through. So even though she, Chicago was my favorite city on the show, 
But I, that artist from Atlanta, that girl from Atlanta named Mamavi, that, that was a twin, was also one of my favorite artists. But I agree with Chad as well, too. The women on that show killed that shit. I remember most of the women on the show. The, the, the Puerto Rican junk from New York. Oh, uh, from reading PA. That's it. She was real. She was dope. Then the other junk that they found from the radio station, the Ebro, the, the, she was another, like, she was another. Oh, like, that's the one I'm junk. talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, she was dope as well. Yeah. The the Dyke the, the, the junk from Chicago. I'm sorry. That's just how I remember you. But she was dope as well. Um, this <laughs> <laughs> nigga laughing in the background. I the junk she was rapping in the very beginning in Chicago with Lupe Fiasco. Oh, okay, okay. And they yeah, sent her yeah, straight yeah. through. She was she, a dyke? I mean, she was, she, was, <laughs> she was lesbian. She was on the manlier side. Uh, she wasn't like... She wasn't a femme. <laughs> she wasn't... What they call, yeah, she, she was not a femme. She was the dom was, or something. That's what they yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's... I'm, my bad. I don't mean to be offensive. <laughs> that's just how... This fucking nigga chat. I'm not trying to be offensive, dog. I'm no, just, no, I'm a man for laughing. Yeah. Anyway, the women killed that show. It's an amazing show. Um, the next episode will premiere on um, Wednesday this week, so that's going to be exciting um, for the next round. Next round just Wednesday. I looked it up, so mm-hmm. you check that out. Um, very quickly and very briefly, okay. we'll talk about top black businesses and info. We got to get the fuck out of here. Cause we gotta go. We got another show. Man, we, gotta we, do. we only got time for that, bro. It's not forty-six. Four minutes. Four minutes. You can talk about. Um, you can get your black business out of the inspo. Okay. Um, my top black business this week. Um, just I, I want to talk about uh, Ray J's Raycon. Um, a lot of people, if you don't know, Ray J has his own tech company. Um, and one reason why I respect this is because this is a nigga that's under the radar. You might know him on Love and Hip Hop. You might know him for One Wished or, you know, that song in the rain or some shit. Um, you might know him as Brandy's, <laughs> as Brandy's, <laughs> you might know him as Brandy's little brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> but regardless, though, I, I respect the people that make music and make it first. Oh, you might know him as a nigga that hit Kim Kardashian first. I forgot about that shit. God damn, nigga. That nigga that played the piano for Mike. Who was it? Mike Tyson. Yeah, like, okay. I I don't even remember all that shit. But hey, regardless, shout out to Ray J. And the reason why I bring Ray J up is because, yeah, nigga, you might not have been able to push your music further, but you found another avenue. And that was to create your own business. And the business that he created was called Raycon. And the Raycon um, tech business is he makes his own headphones. Um, I'm very interested and I'm probably going to purchase it myself. It's a, Obviously, it's a black-owned business. He has his own headphones. And his headphones compete with the premium Beats headphones, the Apple AirPods, and stuff like that. And, check it out, and, and his AirPods, I like them. I got big ears. I know y'all see it. They fit in my ears fine. And the music I can never have fine earbuds that can fit in my ears. Yeah, the, the Apple AirPods, you know, everybody like... They don't know, fit in my ear, bro. Yeah, some people like it, but I don't like the fact that it doesn't really go in your ear, so it could just fall off. If you want to work out or walk right. or stuff like that, that shit's just going to fall on my ear. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have it simply because of that. But Ray J's earphones are different. Uh, a lot of people really fuck with it. They're comfortable. They sound amazing. I'm and, check that out, and he sells it for half the price that other people sell their headphones on. Oh, yeah. I'm sold, man. I'm definitely trying. His joke's like $7.99. Oh, yeah. For premium wireless AirPods. That's a no-brainer. I'm Air- definitely um, and, and, and shout out for him for marketing it right. He has people like Cardi B, 
um, Quavo. Um, he has a lot of, of course, his sister, Brandy. Uh, but he has a lot of Mike Tyson. I can Soldier Boy. I can keep naming them. He has a lot of celebrities that promote Good. his music. And shout out to all the celebrities that be like, you know what? You might not be the hottest nigga out right now, but hey, you doing your own. You have your own lane, your own tech company with your own headphones. And they actually represented for him on camera, did a video to promote his headphones. And I thought that was dope. I respect that because the music ain't working out for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be top black businesses. We are not supposed to be shaming. Like, nah, my bad, bro. My bad. I respect it. I got you. <laughs> We're going to close out with Mr. Chad Visionaire's top inspo. Yeah, I ain't really giving much thought, but since we was talking about the ladies earlier, my inspiration goes out to the women in the creative industries. And there's a lot of females that I really look up to on Instagram, uh, all social media platforms, that whether if you are a writer in music or you're an artist or you're a photographer, I, I really look up to them. Mm-hmm. I really feel like right now in the creative industry, the ladies are doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, they are. And I think we need to um, celebrate them. Celebrate them more. Um, we live in a day and age where the guys don't have the up right now. I really feel like the, the females have it. Mm-hmm. I really look at the females' eye and perspective mm-hmm. more now than ever. So, yeah. Shout out to the ladies in the creative industry. And I think next time we do this podcast, I'm going to listen to uh, name of them. And I, if you follow me on Instagram, I said I was going to make a post on my IG story. Okay. So look out for that. If you follow me, I'm going to be listening females that inspire me. And check it out because you're really going to um, be inspired by these ladies. We could really do a whole episode dedicated to, um, I would love to. just black girl magic for real. I would love to. And we would love to have guests. One thing I'm going to mention too. Okay. Just so we can, we're going to wrap this up, but just to give people a little bit of understanding of what this show is about, we are talking about top shit. We're talking about the hottest albums. We're talking about the hottest songs, what's going on in the culture. Right. But we're also highlighting black businesses and, um, and black inspirations. So, because of that, we have so many people in our lives that inspire us and have their own businesses. And um, I know we're very excited to announce that we will be having guests on the show. In 2020. The beginning of 2020, we're going to start having guests on the show. And y'all are crazy, Mo. Like, we've been having a lot of people in our DMs talk about, hey, we want to be a part of the show. Hey, we want to get on here. And if you have your own business, if you're an artist, um, you have a story, we want you to come on the show. Please hit us up. Comment, DM, email, whatever. The information is in our bio. Right, Peace. it's going to be crazy, Mo. Like, cause, like you said, the lineup for people for guests on the show is is it's pretty lit. So, and it's important, man. Yeah. Like, I really feel like we're doing a big thing. I don't, I haven't seen a podcast that's done this, like, really shine light on black businesses. So, please tune in, cause you never know. It may bless you, it right. might get you some insight on. Right, and this could be the spark too. You know, this we're talking about our area, the DMV. You know, this might spark niggas in Atlanta, LA, Philly, whatever. Yeah. To do the same. To be honest, we got people outside of DMV. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. Obviously, (laughs) don't think that just because you're not from the area, you can't get on here too, nigga. Like, um, we're gonna have we're gonna have guests from all over the country come here. We we have. We have a lot of people for y'all, and I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited to bring them on. I'm excited because these are not. I know 
disrespect everybody got their own come up, but these are people who are already established, are really making an impact on the community. Mm-hmm. And me and my E Money talked about this on a, on a regular basis. It's important for us to bring people who are changing lives yeah. through their business. I feel like that's important. So please tune in because it's, it's important. 2020, we coming. We coming for y'all ass. Maryland's the new Wakanda. Atlanta's the Wakanda. Maryland's the Wakanda right now. We have our own Wakanda right the fuck here. Right and yeah. um, and we can, we can we're gonna show you guys who they are. That's the point. Get yes, get their names out here. So 2020, we're gonna have guests on the show. Um, we will feature y'all. Y'all be sitting right here somewhere. Um, we also have upgrades for you guys. We're going to have some nice shit on the wall. Yeah, we're going to upgrade. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, I'm probably going to get a couch right here. Probably a table. Mm-hmm. We're going to get y'all real relaxed. So yeah. Don't even worry about we're that. We're going to have some black-owned bottles on the table for yeah. you guys. You know I mean? We're going to have the headphones and mics all set up. So so bear with us, guys. We appreciate you guys for being with us in the beginning stages. Um, but the vision from Chad Vision, man. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> the visions that we have for the show are big, and we know where we can take this, and we're going to give it to you. Yes, sir.